This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio program on Community Radio 3CR 855am digital live streaming and a whole bunch of ways you can listen to 3CR including podcasts or whatever favourite uh, podcast client you like to use. Thank you to Democracy Now for the last hour of current affairs, Yarra Bicycle Users Group radio. Well, a little show about bicycles and related uh, sustainable transport issues coming to you from the studios of 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. My name's Chris, and we've got uh, almost a special guest in the studio today. I'm special. Uh, it's Steve. Steve. I'm here. He's here. So what, what have you been up to of late, Steve? Um, well... I've uh, yes, been not, not working and not riding, but that's why I'm... And not working's why I'm here. And... We're here to talk about bikes today, which is great. Yeah, well, you'll be back to work real soon, unfortunately. But yeah, you've you've had some time uh, time off. Time off, and the uh, yeah, did, did, did go for a bit of a ride in the forest. Um, oh, was, you went uh, off with um, Aiden? Yes, with a for the Great Forest National Park. That was uh, that was very good. Looking forward to more of that. And we're going to talk more about riding off road today. Yeah, well, about the. Um, Challenges facing the Anglesey Bike Park. I did an interview with Mike Bodsworth, and uh, we're coming up very shortly. But you, you've got a little bit to report. You went and saw some people last week about riding long distances. Yeah, the fittest people around. Um, I caught up with a couple of the uh, IndyPack uh, riders and the Curve team down at Curve Cycles in Abbotsford, and yeah, they're um, they've got some impressive machinery, and there's some impressive riders. They're uh, Looks like the uh, the Notta race, the uh, Indian Pacific Wheel Ride, uh, went off well. Um, well it wasn't really it, the Indian Pacific, but... Well, you know, from the Indian to the Pacific. It was just some people who decided to organise themselves and go for a ride uh, yes. about 5,000 kilometres across Australia. Yeah, so that um, that's, that's very impressive mm. and that was uh, good to see a few people down there, a bit of a... A uh, crowd at uh, Curve on the night. And our, our, our best friendos from um, Melbourne Dirt uh, Indie Pacific Wheel Race team were there. Uh, I did, um, what, three three uh, interviews with them over the, the last couple of months, you know, with uh, uh, the Indian Pacific Wheel Race team, which was going off the top of my head, was, te- no, Test went separately, uh, Kate, Steph... Yes, and I did catch up Liz. with Liz. Did catch up with Liz, and we'll be having a chat and, to Liz and, in and, the and, near future. And, and, oh God, someone's going to kill me! I've just had a blank. <laughs> the Melbourne Dirt Team, yes. Goody, sorry, I yes. forgot you, Goody. No, I never. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Okay, so what else you been up to, Steve? Um, oh, well, found a um, found a great online tool for for dreaming about going for um. Rides in the forest or rides anywhere, actually. So I've been playing um, playing with a little app called Map Out, 
Now, it's not a free mapping app, but uh, one thing it does have on it is uh, it's got a really nice terrain feature. You like so, that. So you get to look at how um, uh, how the terrain that you might ride through. That That's a that's ca- terrain. That's a code for am I going to have to ride uphill? Does it, will it show like elevation and stuff? Yeah. It's it has all contour. those nice little window things next to it. Yeah, it's showing. got contour lines on it. Oh, very nice. So that's one of the important things, um, I think, on a map um, to be able to plot your... Uh, <laughs> Plot your route, and when you see lots and lots of those contour lines that you're going to cross, it probably means you're going to have to ride up the hill or down it. Cool. That sounds a lot more exciting than what I've been mucking around with. But uh, Yeah, so uh, I've had a, had a quick look at um, a few other map uh, map tools as well and, um, yeah, the ability to share um, from your gadget um, your, uh, your route and have it on your gadget while you ride so you mightn't get lost as much. So what's the name of this gadget again? Uh, well, this one was called Map Out. Uh, I've had a bit of a play with Ride with GPS. Um, I think you can do similar things on Strava and Google Maps and all of those. There's lots of proprietary ones and lots of ones you can pay for and pay for subscriptions and you can spend a fortune on gadgets to, to navigate your way around. Or you can use your phone. And one of the big advantages is some of these apps will get, allow you to do it offline so you're not actually using any data, but you've downloaded the maps previously. So this is kind of like XML, uh, GPX files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you, yeah. you put the put yeah, the put the put the route in your phone gadget, and you can have it offline, and you can check where you might be, or not be. It's interesting that because it's like having a fold-out map, but in your phone, and you download, you know, a great big, a whacking great big data file into your phone, and you don't have to be online. No, well, you can do that. I'll do that at your convenience, um, off Wi-Fi or something. And yeah, you um, you know, unlike a paper map, it won't get soggy and turn to paper mache in the rain. But your phone will probably stop working in the rain or run out of batteries. So, navigation tools. There's challenges, but there's a lot out there. I'd say this is the makings of a uh, new segment on the show. It's called... Get Lost. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. I'll do that again. I'll just turn that thing up. It's called... Navigating with Steve. Or Getting Lost. With Steve. Oh, look, sounds like you're doing a whole bunch of stuff. You've been out riding with Aidan, um, lovely lovely young man who does a whole bunch of stuff for the Great Forest or uh, in support of the Great Forest National Park. That is right. And you went out to... We went out to Tanglefoot, Mount Tanglefoot, uh, Talangi area, Um, very accessible, Um, quite accessible for people to go on foot or on wheel to have a good look at the forest. We got a close-up look at the firebombing of the forest by the um, Vic Forest uh, logging team burning doing some burning off as well uh blowing um, things up by the sounds of it uh well they drop you know it's a tactical mm-hmm. napalm strike on the on the fire, on the logging coop to burn it off and then um then watch it so it doesn't spread but that was uh, uh that was off in the distance so a bit of a bit smoky a bit hazy um but yeah still a good day to have a look around the forest despite these small tactical bombs fire, going bo- fire bombing 
Yeah, yeah, we were out there at the time. There was a lot, actually, a lot of um, observation of that sort of thing going on at Tulangi. So yeah, yes. that's another side topic. Uh, which yeah. Anyway, back to matters cycling. I'm going to be talking to Mike uh, about um, something you may not be aware of, but you may have used, or one of your kids has used, or you know someone who's gone through this. The beautiful little treasure, which is the Anglesey Bike Park, may be under threat. Anyway. Up next is the interview we did with Mike, and we'll just listen to that just after the break. I'm Tash Sultana, and you are listening to 3CR. Please subscribe. Do yourselves a massive favour. Thank you very much. on Yarra Bicycle News Group Radio on Community Radio 3CR. We're speaking to Mike, who's been involved with a local campaign at Anglesey to save their local bike park. Uh, hello, Chris. Great to join you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so can you give us a little bit of background to the Anglesey Bike Park? Sure. Well, the Anglesey Bike Park is 12 years old this year. Obviously, it's located in Anglesey. It's located on uh, what's well, a one-hectare bike park, so it's quite a small area of land. It's located on Alcoa freehold land, which is land that is privately owned by Alcoa. And some listeners might be aware that after a, almost a 50-year history in Anglesey of coal mining and power generation, Alcoa is leaving town. They've shut down their plant and they're currently in the process of demolishing things and, and um, demobilising. And part of that process is to decide what to do with their freehold land. They have 143 hectares of freehold land in Anglesey and the bike park is located on, a, on, a, on one 10 hectare block of, those, of, that, of that freehold. People would have had experience of going down there and using that for either mountain biking or cyclocross, and yeah, because um, yep. this was kind of built about the same time or just a little bit after some of the work was done at Listerfield for um, the Com Games course out there. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people would be very familiar with it. Yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, we, we've seen a lot of development in the mountain biking space over the last well, kind of like 15 years really since the Listerfield days. There have been quite a few mountain biking facility projects like Forest, Listerfield, the Yuyangs and the Anglesey Bike Park it's only one hectare as I said so it's more of a small it's almost like a playground really it's both an everyday uh, thing for local people plus and, and holiday makers plus it attracts quite a few commuters from you know on day trips from Melbourne certainly from the whole Geelong region so yeah it's extremely popular and we saw that popularity expressed when we ran a petition around the, the beginning of this year to save save the bike park and to garner support for that. Yeah, because you got over 4,000 signatures on that. Yeah, we actually got um, over 5,500 sig- signatures. So we got well over 4,000 on change.org online signatures and then we got about 800 on paper. And, uh, yeah, so it was a huge response and it really... Um, it vindicated our position that the Anglesey Bike Park 
although it's small, is a really vibrant and really successful facility. So, um, you know, it's under threat at the moment because Alcoa is planning to sell that land and they have a plan to develop the land for housing, um, even though the, the land is not zoned for housing and they've never had any entitlement to, to um, develop the land. That's now their plan. They've decided they want to try and um, cash in on the land uh, as they leave town. And so Alcoa, backed by um, the State Government Department of Environment, Land, Water and Planning, or DELP, have plans to, uh, yeah, to rezone and develop that land for a housing estate. That'd have massive consequences down there, having all that land rezoned, especially like given Anglesey's uh, proximity in, in the area you're located in. That's a massive... Um, it is yeah. massive, Chris, yeah. yeah. So they're talking about... The, the proposal is actually 13 hectares of new housing. The bike park's only one hectare. So it rep represents less than 10% of that proposal. So certainly our argument is you could trim that housing proposal back by 10%, leaving aside the question of whether the housing is a good idea or not, trim it back by even less than 10% and you save the bike park. So it seems like a no-brainer to us. But certainly that housing proposal represents actually, would, would it represent a 10% increase in the size of Anglesey? So it's, it's no small thing. It's a massive change, like you said. Set your intentions Dream with care 3CR has a brand new show coming very soon. It's called Dialogues and it's a show where we discuss the big questions in life every Wednesday night at midnight for one hour. I'm Joe Raleigh. And I'm Meg Kimber. And we'll be your presenters. Each week, Joe and I talk with a new guest who has interesting insights about life. And we'll be covering topics like spirituality, creativity, digital technology, pets, comedy, families, mental health, and many, many more. Dialogues is a show for everyone, a community space to bring people together. So if you're in the mood for deep, meaningful, stimulating and funny conversations, then Dialogues is the place for you. So join us for some late night chats every Wednesday night from midnight, beginning on Wednesday the 23rd of May. You can go to 3cr.com.au slash dialogues or on Facebook, just search Dialogues on 3CR for more details. between you know what people uh, want as their you know intrinsic value versus someone's going to you know government department and whatever is going to rezone land and uh, as we know up here in melbourne when things get rezoned and the property values go up uh, it completely skews what residents perceive or want and this yeah this is sounds like a very big battle and you People in Anglesey obviously are quite aware of the implications of like rezoning that amount of land. Yes, we are, and um, so there's a, you know, there's a, this is a battle within a battle, really. Um, we're we're battling to save the bike park. We think that you know that's just a really good cause. Like I said, less than 10% of the overall housing proposal. So we see that as a bit of a no-brainer. But additional to that, yeah, there's a big battle um, around this. You know, almost a suburbanisation push from the state government of all things. Like agencies that we see as being, um, you know, should be protecting Anglesey's unspoiled character. 
and small size, which all of the state government planning documents and things say that we should hang on to. Now they've come out with this plan that represents you know, quite a big addition to the footprint of the town. So it's quite a bizarre position and it's really based around um, ideas of commercial exploitation, yes. nothing else. You're in an election year. What kind of pressure can be brought to bear there? Yeah, are you looking at different strategies for working with state government? Because I noticed there was a media release that came out from the Surf Coast last month mm. about they've brought out someone else from World Trail who I think they were the group who helped um, design the initial park. That's right, yep. So yeah. World Trail um, were involved in the beginning at Anglesey Bike Park and they have been brought back in, uh, which we're very grateful to the Shire for. The Shire's been good. The, the Shire has supported that study by World Trail into potential alternative sites if it turns out that we do have to move. We've argued all along that we believe we shouldn't be moving. It's a, it's a huge waste of money. It's a waste of over a thousand hours of volunteer labour. It's a waste of tremendous community goodwill. Sure, we, we saw that it was sensible to assess potential fallback options. The Shire's coming around to being more supportive. We're really grateful for that and we, we're reaching out to whoever we can. We, we All we're doing is sticking to the facts and, and uh, trying to communicate to people how important this facility is, how it's been embraced by the public, how it brings people to town and drives our visitor economy. Honestly, there are that many reasons for saving it and, and there, there are hardly any reasons for pressing on with this housing proposal. Another thing regards that is that Delp's own consultation revealed there was only 2.3% support for new housing in the consultation phase of this project. Um, so with 2.3% support for new housing and all this support to retain the bike park, you know, it just doesn't add up. Uh, and we're just making that point again and again and, you know, we're, we're grateful to whoever's helping us. Cherish this moment, cherish this breath. Come and see Bart Willoughby's album, Resonance, live on June the 2nd at Fitzroy Town Hall. Doors open at 7pm and show starts at 7.30. Featuring all tracks from Bart Willoughby's latest album, Resonance, a combination of reggae, jazz, opera and Middle Eastern music, in celebration of Reconciliation Week. Saturday, June the 2nd. Tickets available through tikiboo.com.au. Check out our Facebook page or website for further details. A 3CR supporter. I spoke to people involved with Bike Bendigo and how they're doing lots of trails and stuff up there and they're getting cycling and walking conferences for the second time in a year using yeah. the city as a, a, a host venue or you know, the city thereof. And also things like Trailheads, which comes out in that media release I mentioned, you would be pretty aware of Blue Derby and, and stuff like down in Tassie. This is the sort of thing that small towns should be absolutely encouraged to look at. These sort of things that bring people in, it's ecologically and environmentally and, you know, economically very wise. And this yes, is something definitely. that uh, the state government should be quite aware of. Yeah, no, we, we definitely agree with that, Chris. And um, 
although Anglesey's in a different case to Derby, which which was you know really was a struggling small town, Anglesey's yeah. quite got quite a vibrant visitor economy, but. It's quite true that our our economy is based on visitors, and what a lot of people wouldn't realise that we we have a lot of school camps in Anglesey, and with the camps themselves, plus the uh, outdoor recreation options that those camps use, which are things like the bike park and and trails, that's a fifteen million dollar a year industry for Anglesey. Mm. So any small town that has something that you know a, a source of um, uh, of income that strong but that has so little impact on the environment, both natural and social, you know, that's an absolute winner. And we, uh, you know, we get mystified why there's these cliched development proposals when the answer is right under their nose. Exactly. It's just enhancing what we have. You know, it's like uh, you're not exactly going to turn into, you know, Battle Mountain or something down there, but it'd be nice to kind of, like, look that way. <laughs> but yeah. I was just thinking, though, like, especially like you were saying with the school camps and the like, I mean, you know, things like kicker jumps and skills courses and stuff like that. Yep. Kids love that stuff. Absolutely. And it's like, um, you know, that can that's a real point of difference for Anglesey too because we have that integration between the school camps and the outdoors, um, the outdoor recreation opportunities. So there's a perfect synergy between the camp infrastructure and, and the opportunities out in the bush. Uh, it's, it's absolutely ideal and very low impact. Um, you know, even people who are quite sensitive to tourism and that sort of thing would, around town, acknowledge that that's a really good form to have it in. It's yeah. super low impact. And you see all these happy young people. There's 40,000 young people per year come through Anglesey and, and their lives are made better for their experience there. They're turning out good, good young people. It's just gold. The Indigenous Social Justice Association Melbourne is continuing its Stop Failing Our Kids campaign until this year's Victorian state election. We're asking people to sign an online petition and to send postcards to Premier Daniel Andrews, calling for his government to abandon plans to build a $288 million youth prison at Cherry Creek. We want that money directed to culturally appropriate programs to address the underpinning issues rather than incarcerating children. For more information and to sign the petition, visit Istra Melbourne's Facebook page. Postcards are available at 3CR and locations listed at istramelbourne.com. Premier, it's time your government stopped failing the kids. It's Jim Melbourne is a 3CR supporter. Without trying to go into cliches, but you know, moving forward, what points are you looking at, at now in the campaign? This is May 2018. You've been made very aware that there's some big processes happening around land use around Anglesey. Yes. What do you see for happening the rest of 2018 and 2019? And how can people outside the area help if you, know, if you want that help? Uh, look, we, we love people from outside the community to help. So we did run a petition earlier this year and the petition was closed. We're actually going to reopen that petition just for the purposes of, of people who are only finding out about it now mm. uh, to get themselves involved and to join the campaign as it comes towards what we what may be a conclusion we um, it's sort of coming towards the pointy end so if people search save anglesey bike park 
they'll find their way to our petition, which is currently closed, but in the next few days it'll be reopened. And another thing to search online is uh, anglesea.community, which is a website, so it's www.anglesea.community, and that's a website relating to the bigger belt land use planning process, offering alternative views and that sort of thing, Chris. Good. I'll put those links into the podcast description. Great, thanks. And, uh, yeah, because, again, you were coming into, like, the winter months and, like, people seem to think down there might be more of a summer town, but people still come down there. And, like, you know, the picture you, that you've, you've used on the actual petition is just glorious, you know, the little kid on a monocog just going off a, a jump, you know. Or, yeah. And it's like, that's what you want to see is, like, healthy, active, outdoors activities. And this thing, like, for short-term benefit being, you know, rezoned for residential... Yeah. It's just cutting the nose off the spot, the face, especially where you, where you guys are located. It's well, that's exactly what, what one of our key arguments is. You've hit the nail on the head. And as far as the, the wintertime activity is concerned, that's another great point to raise as well because we're absolutely overrun in summer, like most coastal towns. The local businesses can really use visitation through the colder months. And trail, trail running, mountain biking, walking... These are all things that are really popular throughout autumn, winter and spring. So we've got this, you know, off-season visitation opportunity there, which is just absolutely perfect fit for the, the gap that we have. So, yeah, get that message out, probably go through, like, the clubs and mountain bike stuff, cyclocross. There'd be so many people out there who may not even be aware of this. Yeah, um, I'm it, sure you're right. Yeah, and get the message out there because it's, you know, it's a, from reading it and from hearing about it from friends, it's an absolute little treasure. Yep. That's, that's dead right, Chris. And um, we certainly appreciate your help in spreading the word. So follow, follow the sun. I would just say that at the moment, Surf Coast Shire Council are being very supportive and we would really like Delt to get to the same position of support and to support really our request to keep the bike park open at its current location. That's great. Thanks for your time today, Mike. Okay, thanks very much, Chris. Which way the wind blows When this day is done CR Radiothon 2018 Fight for Your Mic. The 3CR annual Radiothon fundraiser is almost here. From June the 4th to the 17th, we're asking you to help us stay on air by making a generous donation. Any amount you can afford makes a big difference, and all donations over $2 are tax deductible. To donate, call 039419-8377 or donate online at 3cr.org.au 3CR Radiothon 2018 Fight for your mic Celebrate everything you love about riding your bike by making a donation to keep 3CR Community Radio and the Yarrabug Radio Show on air for another year. For 10 years, the team at Yarrabug Radio Show have started shared your cycling stories, whether about a new bike path you need to get to work or school safely, about your bikepacking adventures, the handmade custom frame you're building, the rad new event you've created, or the stylish new clothing and accessories you've designed. 
We want to go on sharing them for another year of awesome live bicycle radio. So make a donation, no matter how small, and do your bit to keep us and your stories on air. So how can we go about that, Steve? Well, you can visit the yarrabug.org slash radio site and there is a donate here. Um, Now, I haven't actually clicked on the donate here, but I'm assuming that takes me to somewhere real easy and convenient for me to donate to the show. Yep, it's a little give now thing that we've set up. Um, So yeah, that should be relatively easy uh, for you to uh, give your... uh, Fast sums of money to keep us on here. It's every year, every show on here has a target to um, work towards and um, that's what we've got to do. So, you know, we've got to stay on air and 3CR's got to stay on air. So, you know, help us out. So, a little bit of news and events. If you use the main Yarra Trail, especially the Burnley Boardwalk area, uh, that's going to have some rolling closures uh, from today till Friday and hopefully they'll be keeping these between the hours of 9.30am to 3pm. So, okay, you missed the peaks. But basically they're doing a bit of work down there. There's uh, And if you niche to um, a bypass area when heading downstream on the main Yarra Trail, head on to Barclay Avenue, continue across and then head towards the top of Allen Bain Reserve down Mary Street and through the underpass under Monash Freeway and back onto the Main Yarra Trail. When heading upstream on the Main Yarra Trail, head through the underpass under Monash Freeway and then head up Mary Street, turn right across the top of Allen Bain Reserve and along back down to Barclay Avenue and onto the Main Yarra Trail. And if you do ride this, you probably would be very familiar with this little uh, shuffle that occasionally has to happen. So Parks Victoria are doing that and if you've got any questions, contact them on 131963. Steve, anything else you want to say in closing for today? It's good no, to- that sounds good that there's some improvements, hopefully, to that main Yarra trial. And you want to find out more news and events, go to yarrabug.org forward slash events. Uh, there's a heap of stuff there. It's got all the things to do with uh, up and coming Bicycle Advisory Committee meeting. I think the next one is in June. Um, ongoing local events. It's also go to Yarrabug, um, our Facebook page, and we've got nothing there with events with, uh, you know, linking what other people are up to. And also keep a, an eye on our Twitter profile, Yarra uh, Bike, on Twitter. as heaps of news and stuff there. So thank you for today. Our podcast should be up quite shortly on uh, 3cr.org.au forward slash Yarra Bike. Or you're a bug. I always get the two mucked up. But anyway, we know who we are. And we also got our own website, which the uh, podcasts are mirrored off. Don't forget to subscribe or donate to 3CR. Radiothon is coming soon. So go to 3cr.org.au and look for the subscribe or donate button and ensure that uh, you keep us on air. Thank you for today. Up next is, I believe, Jailbreak. And hopefully back in the studio next week, we'll have uh, Faith and Val. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. 
For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.